This is Annie Grace, and you're listening to this Naked Mind podcast, where without judgment, pain, or rules, we explore the role of alcohol in our lives and culture. This episode is sponsored by The Path, the coach-guided membership designed to help you make alcohol small and relevant in your life by removing your true desire to grab that next drink. Our science-based, compassion-led program allows you not only to shift your behavior and your relationship around alcohol, but more importantly, uncover and reprogram your subconscious conditioning and neural connections that have been keeping you stuck for years. With daily live breakthrough coaching, an intimate and supportive community, regular peer-to-peer connection calls, and a complete vault of resources, this is where your path to total freedom and effortless enjoyment of your new way of life begins. Join us at NakedMindPath.com. Hi, this is Annie Grace, and I am so excited to bring you this video series. This series is four videos, and it's titled, What I Wish I Would Have Known Before My First Drink. And it's really a letter to my children, what I wish I would have known for myself and what I'm so excited to tell them. So no matter what age you are, what age your children are, this is a beautiful, beautiful thing because the number one question I get asked is how do I talk to my children about alcohol? How do I make this stuff simple for them or make sense for them or help them to understand? So maybe they don't take the path that I took, or maybe you didn't take that path yourself, but you see around you and you just worry about your kids. I get it, me too. And this is what I wrote to my kids and I'm so excited to share it with you. And it is truly the four things that I know would have changed my trajectory with alcohol. They're the things that I wish I would have known before my first drink. This is video number two in what I wish I would have known before my first drink, the thief of joy. The thief of joy. But wait, I thought people drink because it feels good. Well, sorta. In fact, that's part of what gets us stuck, these temporary feelings. Alcohol, it actually overstimulates the pleasure circuits of the brain or the feel-good parts of the brain. Kind of sounds like the whole point, right? I mean, people drink because it feels good, but there's a problem, a big one. Let me explain. First, we need to learn about homeostasis. Homeostasis is one of the ways your brain keeps you alive and safe and feeling good. Your brain is arguably the most complex organism in the known universe. And like any amazing technology, it needs proper conditions to function well. Kind of like how phones start glitching if they get too hot, the brain needs stability, balance, homeostasis. Homeostasis is actually why you sweat. When your body gets too hot, it sweats to cool you down. Your body gets out of balance too hot and the sweat helps bring your body back into balance. The sweat evaporates and your body cools down. When the brain's pleasure center is overstimulated, like when you drink alcohol, the brain must do something to regain balance. But how? Well, sometimes the brain creates chemicals. Now, not the chemicals you'd use in a science lab, but natural chemicals that change things inside your brain and your body. And dynorphin is one of these chemicals. Technically, it's called a peptide. And dynorphin can change how you feel. And spoiler alert, dynorphin makes you feel bad. Weird, right? If, if alcohol makes your brain feel good, why would your brain respond by making you feel bad? Homeostasis, it needs to bring things back into balance. Now this only happens when the brain determines it's experienced something disruptive or unsafe. So don't worry, this won't happen when you feel pleasure naturally, when you're just having fun. 
So alcohol makes you feel good, at least for a little while, but then dynorphin makes you that vibe go away. No big deal, right? Well, wrong. And here's why. Alcohol is toxic to the human body. The alcohol you drink is actually a type of alcohol called ethanol. And you may have heard of ethanol at the gas station. Yep, it's the same ethanol that's found in gasoline, the same chemical compound, the same stuff you put in your car, the stuff with all the warnings that say don't inhale and toxic if ingested. So why do adults drink something if it's so toxic? Well, partially because of the temporary pleasure, partially because they don't realize how toxic it is, and partially because everyone's doing it. And of course, partially because more than $2 billion are spent every year in the U.S. alone to convince us through advertising that we need alcohol, that alcohol is fun and vital to adulthood, vital to a good life. If you give mice alcohol, they won't drink it. They might smell it or taste it, but their little mice brains tell them, poison, stay away. And since big companies aren't advertising it to them and society isn't pressuring them to drink it, they actually trust their instincts. But we humans, we ignore this instinct. And then we do all sorts of things to make alcohol taste good enough to drink. We have distilling processes and sugary mixers. We water it down, we sweeten it. We do all this so we can drink it without immediately throwing up which is what would happen if you drank pure alcohol. Actually, just a little pure alcohol would kill you. That's why you throw up. And even watered down, alcohol kills more than twice as many people as drugs do every single year. Now, even though we've figured out a way to make ethanol drinkable, it's still toxic. Our taste buds can be fooled, but our body knows the truth. So as soon as alcohol enters the system, the body goes on red alert and tries to get rid of the poison. In fact, this job, kicking the alcohol out, is so important that the body will actually stop doing other things, like digesting food or maintaining your blood sugar levels, which is a guaranteed recipe to make you hangry. It does all this in order to focus all its effort on the alcohol. So the body gets rid of the alcohol and finally chills out. But the other chemical, the one that your brain produced to offset the alcohol, dynorphin, it's not toxic. In fact, it was produced by your body in the first place. So there's no reason for the body to get rid of it. And remember, dynorphin's job is to actually turn down the pleasure, to make things less fun, but it doesn't just turn down pleasure from alcohol. Dynorphin turns down all sorts of pleasure. It makes it harder to enjoy everyday things like hanging out with friends or going to the game, reading a good book or going to the movies. And then you start to wonder why life just kind of sucks or, why do you feel anxious all the time? And there's an interesting fact, drinking actually also causes the body to release stress hormones like cortisol. So if you're anxious already, drinking alcohol is kind of like turning your anxiety up, literally increasing the anxiety and sadness you already feel. But a lot of people don't realize this because they don't feel their anxiety spike as soon as they take a drink. That comes in the hours and days later. You may have heard it said that People can't have fun without a drink. And sadly, that becomes true. But it's not that you can't have fun without a drink. In fact, the science shows that things are often much more fun without drinking. It's that the dynorphin stays in your body a lot longer than the alcohol, making it harder to experience fun naturally. And over time, even the fun you get from drinking lessens and lessens and lessens. 
And at the same time, the fun you get from all the other things in life, things that were fun and weren't about drinking, that fun also lessens and lessens and lessens. Think of a great time you had hanging out with your friends. No alcohol, hanging out with your friends. It might be an eight out of 10 on the fun scale. You have a drink and for a short period of time, more on that later, it becomes a nine out of 10. That's the artificial stimulation, the pleasure center of your brain. Dynorphin kicks in, turning down your fun. So the next day you're out with your friends and you're not drinking and the fun becomes a seven out of 10. So you drink. The drink only brings you to an eight out of 10, which by the way, was where you started. But then the next day, because the dynorphin is still in your body, the fun of hanging out with your friends is now naturally a six out of 10. So again, you feel compelled to drink. And now that drink only brings you up to a seven out of 10. Do you see where this is going? Eventually hanging out with your friends without a drink isn't even fun anymore. And eventually hanging out with your friends even when drinking is no longer that much fun. Now, obviously this takes some time, but the pattern is the same. It's called the law of diminishing returns, which basically means that yes, alcohol will pick you up a bit, but then it kicks you than you were before you drank. Drinking again won't bring you back up to your normal level of fun. Or said another way, alcohol will kickstart your anxiety and literally steal your joy. Alcohol is the thief of joy. And that is something I really wish I would have known before my first drink. Hi, it's Annie Grace. I wanted to interrupt this podcast. I guess the end of this podcast to say that if you're totally serious about actually and truly and forevermore transforming a relationship with alcohol, really leaving it behind in the rear view mirror for once and forever and changing your psychology about it, we have a program called The Path that I've created specifically for you. Now, it's not for you if you're still dabbling or trying to figure out where you want to be or maybe even if you still want to moderate. All those things are fine. That's great. But if you're beyond that and you're like, no, I just want to be done with this. I'm ready to invest some time and I'm ready to just make this happen. I want the answer. I want the easy way out. Then I want you to check out NakedMindPath.com and join us in the path where you receive coach guided and community support so that you can truly make this lasting change that you want in your life. And as always, Rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast as it truly helps the message reach somebody who might need to hear it today.